When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host. And Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 146, and I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says it is her mission to give the next generation of millionaires a head start on the road to financial freedom. And joining me on today's show is Rachel Hannibal. Rachel, well, she is a personal finance coach and she's also the author of Amber's Magical Savings Box, an Amazon bestseller. And Amber's Magical Savings Box is an interactive children's book that teaches children about earning and saving money. I love that. It is Rachel's mission to give the next generation of millionaires a head start on the road to their financial freedom. Now, on today's show, Rachel is going to share integrity. God sees the heart and man remembers how you make them feel. She's also going to turn talk about how she has learned to create what she wanted to see in the world. And she wrote Amber's Magical Savings Box because she visited a few bookstores and couldn't find a book that taught children about the importance of earning and saving money. I love that. How often um, are we called to be the voice in a certain area that we, we see something's not being spoken about. So love that. She's also going to talk about how she learned that with each season and a new level comes an opportunity to grow in many ways. And we need to take full advantage of that and of those opportunities. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so very welcome. Um, I love that you have uh, written this book. And how incredible is it that you you went out and you were looking in bookstores and you thought, you know what, I don't see any resources that are there on the bookshelves to help children really learn about um, earning money, saving money, those really core skills that will set them up for life. And you thought, you know what, it's not there, so I'm going to create it itself. Share a little bit about that because how many times do we see a need or we think of something and that fleeting thought just disappears and we don't really take action? What happened for you at that time? Well, you know what? That is so true. Often we see the need for so many different things. We see voids in so many different areas, but we just feel like maybe God is going to lay it on someone else's heart to do it, or maybe we think that we are not in a position to fill that void. Mm -hmm. But you know what? February, I wasn't even thinking about writing this book at all. It wasn't a thought in my mind about writing a book. But after work one day, I went and visited a few bookstores. But the reason why I did that is because, as you mentioned earlier, I am a personal finance coach for adults. 
and I realized throughout my coaching that a lot of our financial habits and issues that we have come from the things that we've seen or heard or even experienced at a young age. Mm-hmm. So I went to look for resources to give to my clients to help their children not repeat the same behavior patterns that they are now, you know, struggling to trying to, you know, just get out of. Yeah. I just thought I was going to, you know, give them a resource. Yeah. And then after visiting, like I said, after work on a, in February, a few bookstores and I'm asking the clerk, there has to be something here that teaches kids about money. This is very important. And there was nothing there. And I went directly into my car and I just, I started writing just right there in the parking lot at the bookstore. I just started writing because this is clearly, clearly a need for just our country, just our world in general, you know, um, money just rules so much for so many people. And I just feel like the earlier that we can give these tools to our young people, it Mm -hmm. just will help uh, not, not create the same issues that we have now going on. Yeah. I love that. And the fact that you said in February, you noticed the deal. And I'm assuming you're talking about February, 2018 this year. Yes. 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 You got into the car and you started writing. And now, of course, um, here you go. You've got this incredible resource. I love that. It's such an amazing story. So, you know, how often do we, we sit back on it? We think about it. We analyze it. We do a little bit more research. But you and there, you know, sometimes that's God just gives us an indication of where there is a need. And you had the expertise to be able to do that. And I love the fact that you didn't, well, I've never written a book before. Is this the very first book you've written? Your first? This is my second Your book. second, this okay. So second. you'd already gone yes. through that uh, process. But how often then do we, oh, well, I, I don't really have that skill to be able to do this. Or you could have gone, oh, I know what it took to write that first book. It, it takes a bit of dedication, doesn't it? So, so right. often we come yes, up with sir. reasons why uh, we don't do that. So let's uh, talk about integrity then. You say God sees the heart and man remembers how you make them feel. Why is that so important for you to share this insight? Why is that so important for us to know? Well, I think especially for my area, like finances is so, for so many people, it's spiritual, it's mental, it's emotional, it's it's everything. It it causes physical issues sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you have to make sure that when you're dealing in those areas, you have to deal in integrity. Whenever you're dealing in business or dealing with God's people or just people in general, of course, you have to have integrity because what happens is you just never know. Something I have discovered in my time of just helping people and uh, planting seeds that you just never know when those things are going to grow up and Mm -hmm. people come back and they see you somewhere or they hear of you somewhere and they remember how you make them feel. They remember that you operated in integrity when doing business with them. Mm -hmm. They remember that you kept your word. They remembered how you spoke highly of those who are in the same field as you are. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that I've noticed that have come back that people re- remember those moments mm-hmm. that you think that we're just hanging out or we're just sitting in this business meeting or we're just at this particular networking event and people are paying attention to your, just like I said, your words, the things that the way you carry yourself and mm-hmm. things like that. So, um, and even in dealing with business, 
you know, people remember how you handle business. Are you, were you on time for that meeting? Did you keep your word? Did you do what you said you were going to do? Did you deliver the service that you promised that you would deliver? And I, I've noticed that, you know, that has been able to allow me to be successful in various areas. Just people remembering that integrity, that um, just God keeping that in the forefront to mm-hmm. remember to operate in integrity. And when I speak of that, I speak of that even when no one's around. Yeah. So you know, important. the things that happen behind the scenes when you're in your room alone or when you're in your living room alone, in your car alone, those things that, like I said, God sees the heart. Mm-hmm. And those moments will carry you even when, like I said, when you no one's around, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That peace that comes with knowing that you handle certain situations the best of your ability and with that full integrity. Yeah, so, so true. And as we know, as ambassadors of Jesus, as kingdom entrepreneurs and Christian business owners, we are an ambassador for his reputation and, uh, you know, do do business dealings and our interactions the way that Jesus certainly would have wanted and would have uh, dealt with that people too. The topic of money is a real interesting one. And you, of course, as you mentioned, are a personal finance coach. Let's talk a little bit about money when it comes to kingdom business because, you know, so often, and I know that when I grew up and I grew up in the church, sometimes, you know, that whole money uh, aspect and and having wealth and, and riches can be a topic that we really struggle with and uh, you know that the it's really the love of money is something that God does not want us to do and there's a difference between I think and I'd love your thoughts on this building a kingdom business that honors him in every way uh, and is still highly profitable highly successful so that we can contribute to other kingdom projects and other you know, fund other things that we would not necessarily be able to do if we weren't profitable. We need to generate income. So let's talk about income, some of the things that perhaps you really see happen on, a, on an ongoing basis that keeps us stuck from generating the kind of income that we, we need if we really want to make an impact in the world. You know what? I think that we don't really realize the gifts and talents that God has given us, even from the beginning. Mm. I think that a lot of times that we are thinking of, we're watching what other people are doing and we are seeing if we can duplicate that or I can do that. Or we think that we have to create something out of thin air or we have to go to all these schools and classes and things like that is nice. But God has given us gifts and talents just from birth. Mm things that we are really, really good at. And I tell my clients and I tell the people that I interact with all the time that someone is getting paid to do what you're doing for free. Just something that is easy, that comes easily to you. Whether you're a great communicator, it can be anything. You can be a great way of connecting people. You're a networking person. There are so many different ways that we can use those things that has been planted inside of us to help us generate additional income for ourselves. But I think that we often, because those gifts come easy to us, we often overlook it. You know, we can be great communicator, but we think that's because we've done it our whole lives. We think that that's just something that everyone has, a gift that everyone has. That is not true. So I think that sometimes that creates a little struggle because we're looking in all these other areas 
when God is already saying that what you need is already in you. You're reaching, you know, we're reaching on the outside, right? Yeah. And we're reaching other people's pots or areas or whatever. And, and God is saying all along, I have already given you mm-hmm. what you need to get to where I need you to be um, and to be successful in that. And now everyone's definition of success may be different. Mm-hmm. However, I do believe that God has already given us what we need to generate that extra income to get to where we need to be. Yeah. So it's looking at um, how we may be giving a lot of our expertise, if you will, away and uh, not valuing that. Do you also see, and, and that can come out across it as well as in discounting, like we might have a certain price, but to get someone to say yes, we might discount. Right. So that devalues. I think anytime we do that, it devalues um, our expertise and, and what we offer. And a lesson I learned years ago, and you probably share this with your clients as well, Rachel, is that when we tend to discount or we put so much into our packages and our programs and our products that we stuff it and, and, and not charge what we're worth or what that product or service is worth, it kind of validates that belief that we're not really worthy or we don't have the right expertise or the skills. And yet, as you said, God's given us and blessed us with these skills. So go out and charge for them. You know, other people certainly uh, do and there's nothing wrong with that. What are some other things that you see when it comes to finance that as kingdom entrepreneurs, we can do differently because of the fact that we are kingdom entrepreneurs? Are there some practical steps or some mindset um changes that we need to be aware of that you often talk about with your clients? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that the one of the main things is just being a good steward of, over what you have. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to make sure that we are responsible. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we are knowledgeable and we have to make sure that we are managing the things that we have already to the best of our ability. I wouldn't give you a million dollars if you cannot handle $10. So we have to make sure that whatever level you find yourself at, that you are making sure that you are doing right by what you have, Mm -hmm. that you are making wise decisions, that you are saving, that you are budgeting, that you are not just throwing money out the window. A lot, a lot of times I see, especially as Christians, by the way, that we're throwing money out of the window and we don't even realize that that's what we're doing um, in various ways. And sometimes we mask it over. We are living the fruitful life that God wants us to live. Sometimes we mask it as, oh, we're just random. We're blessed that we're being a blessing to other people. But, you know, God has called us to make sure that we're being responsible, make sure that we're making wise decisions, make sure that we are seeking him first on what we should do with our resources, just as we should seek him on what we should do with our gifts and and our talents and and our businesses. We should do the same in our everyday um, and how we manage our finances. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the process of us waiting for the additional to come in, we need to make sure that we are not, and we're plugging up any holes of any leaks that are that are going out, you know, because we're money is just flying out of our our pockets mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. and we need to make sure that we know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I was I always say always say stop the bleeding mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The first thing you must do is to stop the bleeding, and then we work on how we can step by step, day by day, make those practical 
you know, mm -hmm. put those things in place to make sure that we are healing every day. But we have to stop the bleeding first. Yeah. I think what's really interesting and so important about what you've said, it brings up a couple of, or reminds me of a couple of conversations that I've had over the years when I'm speaking to, uh, to people involved in similar industries, but around money. And uh, one of the things that, uh, one of the conversations I had was that typically, and, and again, I am generalising, but typically women, um, because we may not understand as much as we uh, can about finances, what do our profit and losses, you know, what do they mean? What figures should I be monitoring? We may be monitoring our income, but as you said, if we're not monitoring the outgoings and the investments and maybe the advertising, is that generating a good return for our investment? If not, can we change it? Or if not, we need to, to stop that. As you say, unless we're tracking and monitoring, we can't um, discern whether or not it is contributing positively to our business. Are there, is that kind of something that's similar to you in, because I know you course that you are in the US, that typically women tend not really to uh, delve into that, to monitor and track their finances? Are you finding that in, in some businesses too, men, men will fall in, into that as well? What, what, what are you finding over in the US? I am finding, I will say that the majority of my clients are women. Mm. Um, even when I have classes, the majority of people who sign up to my classes uh, are women. Yeah. Well, that's and, exciting because that means they're getting in, being empowered to learn. So that's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's so much easier now mm. to um, to get all those things together. I think a lot of times, you know, women, we're really busy. We have children. Mm. We have husbands. We have businesses. We have jobs we have to you know we're soccer moms we're all you know we have a lot of things going on and we just assume that we don't have the time to sit down and go through everything but now we have so many apps on our phone we have so many things on the computers and things that will help us to get all those things in order but cut down on the time yeah. so we can still monitor we can still make sure we're doing we can still check up you know do checkups mm -hmm. and everything but it doesn't take as much time as it maybe did our grandmothers or those who came before us before mm. all of this, you know, technology we were yeah. talking about earlier today, right? Yeah. Um, we don't have to sit down with all of our bills and sit and check off the, you know, the checkbook, the checks and balances and mm -hmm. all of that. We don't really have to do all of that now. So I'm, I'm learning that the more we are able to give those people, the, the, the women especially, the tools that helps them still do what you need to do, mm. but do it in a, you know, a, a certain where it's not going to take you so much time, where it's not yes. like a daunting task where you feel like I have to set aside three hours or something like that. Yeah. No, you don't have to do that. There are things that, you know, and I look up all this information and I give them the applications. I give them the websites and all of that, that helps them. If you need area help with this, this will do it for you. This mm -hmm. will do it for you. But, um, I know this is definitely a fast paced, you know, that's where we are anyway, you know, in our society where mm -hmm. we need something else to kind of do the math for us or help us figure things out. So yeah. we're getting a little bit better with that, Thank especially goodness. with the women and, mm -hmm. and, you know, taking charge of their finances. So I'm very, very proud that I'm, I'm able to help so many women. So exciting. And I think what you said is so true. Often there's two misperceptions. One, it's going to take too much time and two, it's going to be too hard for me to learn. But as we know, in anything in business, there may be a little bit of a learning curve, but once we understand, look, if these are the key things that you really want to track and monitor and keep a handle on, 
Because as you said, and it's so true, if we're not able to manage that and track and monitor it when it is, you know, smaller, then if there are gaps, if there are um, money leaks, as you say, that are small, guarantee that when you start to generate larger amounts of money, and we're talking, you know, like hundreds of thousands and maybe even into the seven figures, that gap or that money hole is just going to be bigger and, and rather find something when you need to plug it up and it's a small amount than a larger amount uh, when you, you've grown your business. Are there any other things that you typically see once your clients get these things in place that they say, oh, I wish, Rachel, that I had met you years ago and had have done this sooner? Anything else that comes to mind or that kind of covers what we've just spoken about? Well, I think that does cut into it. But I think another thing is that a lot of people are afraid to look. You know, when we talk about credit scores or we talk about um, knowing where you are, because a lot of my coaching is we find out where you are and then we find out where you want to go. And then we work through the step by step, the GPS, how do we get from where you are. But a lot of people are afraid to look at exactly where they are. I hear that a lot. I don't want to look at my credit score. I know it's bad. Or I don't want to look at, oh, you know, my total debt. I know it's I'm going to, my, you know, clutch my pearls mm. when I see this number. Um, but then when we finally look, when we find it's, it's not yeah, that. Yeah, it's my not that bad. better than I thought it was, right? So it goes back to what you said. It, mm. I normally do get that reaction like, mm -hmm. oh, I should have looked at this a year ago. Or I should have looked at this six months ago. This is not as bad as I thought it was. Mm. Or I could have started six months ago. I could have started a year ago. I would be much, you know, more ahead of you know, my debt-free goal, my saving goal, or whatever the case may be, um, that is, I'm finding that more than anything. Mm. That for whatever reason, we're just afraid to look. Yeah. And I, I, think this, look. Oh, I think this segues beautifully into the last point that you want to share, that you, you know, each season and each new level comes with opportunities to grow in many ways. And even though, as you say, if we're looking at our credit score, that maybe it, it hasn't got the result that we really want. If we start now, setting good intentions and working towards something, setting goals and taking each step, then the sooner we are going to be able to correct that and be empowered. And so Absolutely. sweeping it under the... It's like not wanting to go to the doctor because you're too scared about what you're going to find or the results. And when you go, it's either, well, you know, it's not too good, but we can change it. There's always hope and, and uh, to, to be able to change that. So important. What other things do you think we need to be mindful of that we should take full advantage of some, some of those opportunities when it comes to money in our business? I think that we should be mindful of uh, money just being, being a resource and not just the end-all be-all. I think that sometimes we are just like, you know, overwhelmed. Oh, I can't take it. I'm ready to, you know, just check out and just be done and give up. Mm -hmm. And I think that we should be patient with ourselves because a lot of times, you know, my clients will come to me and they'll say, you know, I'm, you took you 30 years to get into the financial situation that you're in. So you have to be patient with yourself. Don't think that this is going to be a one month turnaround, a two month turnaround, six month turnaround. And even after we have completed certain goals, you have to let's work on the next one. Let's work on maintaining that and not falling into the same you know, traps again. Mm. So I think that's definitely something that we should be mindful of to be patient, mm. be patient with yourself, um, be kind to yourself during the process. 
and to make sure that you keep the bigger picture in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of I, a lot of times I ask my clients, change your background to your phone or to your computer or whatever to your big picture yeah. because your why is going to keep you going when you don't know the how. Mm-hmm. So if you have children, if you have a business, if you have this idea, if you have this dream, create a beautiful picture of that and keep that where wherever you go, you see that. Mm-hmm. So that you are consistently motivated, even in the tough times when you get an unexpected bill or the car breaks down or something, because something is going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to need an extra push to say, remember why you started. Remember why you started. Mm-hmm. So that is something that I would say for everyone, whatever your goal is, mm-hmm. to be patient and to be remember why you started. So important. I think uh, often, I think you mentioned it earlier, that we live in a society where we get validation or returns very, very quickly. You know, and so we expect that often with new goals that we're setting, and particularly in this instance, um, creating a solid uh, platform or foundations upon which we can grow a successful business or have our situation as far as handling money in in a healthy uh, way, you know, that we can continue to build. Yet if we are changing some of our habits and it might be around spending and it might be around monitoring uh, and, you know, I'm pointing to myself, it could be across anything, you know, this is, we talk about money, but anything we're trying to change, we do need to give a, a, a commitment to being able to see that through. And I think often it's those difficult moments, you know, those, um, the challenges that if we push through, if we just take that next step, the next step, and obviously in your situation, it's the steps that you've outlined, track and monitor, put a little bit of money away, whatever that might be even though it may seem like a little inch of a step, not just a full step, but you know, maybe half a step, each of those is continuing to strengthen. And I'm sure some of your clients will look back, and even though it may have taken a little bit of time, it was so worth it, and it strengthened that new habit to the point where now it's just part of the way that they do business, they manage their finances, and they do so in a far more empowered way. Is that a fair statement to say? That's what happens? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Just about every time. Yeah, yeah. Share a little bit more about this. And and maybe there might be some Bible verses that you found that uh, some of your clients have found really helpful or that um, you found and that you know that these verses will certainly hold you in good stead when you feel a little bit, you know, out of control when it comes to changing those habits because we are trying to create more empowering habits. What are some Bible verses? Yes. Absolutely. I love uh, Proverbs 3.26. Mm. Uh, it's basically saying that God will be your confidence and, mm. and that he will keep you from, he will keep your foot from falling. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is something that, you know, God is your foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, he is your foundation. We are building on that. So all you have to do is continue to build, but that he has done, yeah. he has done laid the foundation for you. Yeah. Um, of course, Jeremiah uh, 29, 11, you know, for I know the plans I have for you. Um, and that is another thing that we need to be confident in the, the path that we're on, that God has us there. Mm-hmm. Wherever you, you may be on that road, uh, to know that there is just a part of the plan. Yeah. It's definitely a part. So important. And I think, you know, sometimes it is just coming 
um, to God and in prayer asking for forgiveness uh, around the way that we've been managing the resources that he's blessed us with and that maybe through the way that we have been handling that is not the best not the best steward at all but you know what we are forgiven and uh, we can certainly uh, change that around with his support too but sometimes for some of us we're struggling because we need to bring it out in prayer and say you know what Lord this has been going on and I'm sorry and I know that I need to to do things better because let's face it as you said I love it you know we've been given gifts and talents and strengths that we've been able to for many of us who are service-based businesses go out and impact the world we want to create an impact as well as create a business that um, that supports our families financially and profitably as well so that we also can grow those businesses to help others we can't do that if we're not being good stewards of our finances and of our money Rachel how can people find out more also share how people if they've got younger children can uh, get access to Amber's magical savings box because I think this sounds such such a powerful tool and resource to be able to share with our children to give them more appreciation of how to manage their money uh, as as a young child I think this would have been an incredible how can people get in contact with you well, Amber's Magical Savings Box is an interactive children's book teaching about earning and saving money. It's for ages three to eight-year-olds, but I'm finding that a lot of nine- and ten-year-olds love it as well. Um, but it is something that they can – Amber uh, is actually my niece who passed away at the age of three, so I wrote the book in honor of her and her memory. And it's something that we, the children can kind of follow Amber's journey when she learns about – how she can earn this money mm -hmm. to buy this magical toy that all the kids in the school are talking about. Yeah. And she works and she, she does certain things to earn money, even helping out around the house, helping out her grandparents and things mm -hmm. like that. But it's interactive. So the children in the book can write their own financial goals. They can write their own things they see themselves doing in the future. Who mm -hmm. would they like to donate money to? So mm -hmm. it creates this image to these children that, creates this big dream like we talked earlier about creating that picture that yeah. stays in your mind that drives you and so um, that's the the whole intent of the book is to create a picture mm -hmm. in the mind for these young people to say I would like to have this amount of money and this is what I want to do with it and it, it helps them to you know what I mean understand mm -hmm. the value of a dollar yes. at four and five you normally think that money grows on trees mm -hmm. so it helps or you, out of mom and dad's you. wallets <laughs> right right so um, Amber's Magical Savings Box can be purchased on um, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, anywhere you buy books. Um, it has reached number three on Amazon's bestsellers list for educational children's books. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. And it lets me know that a lot of parents are doing this great investment for their mm -hmm. children. And the reviews are all five stars. So I, I really, really thank God for that. Mm -hmm. And to hear more information about me, my website is rachelhannibal.com, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-N-I-B-L-E.com. And across all uh, social media platforms, it's Rachel Hannibal. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of those uh, links in our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash T-E-C-E-146. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Rachel. This is such an important topic around finances, but that you could also share that you've created this incredible resource for young children and to give them an appreciation of that, how to earn money, how to save money, put a little bit away, I think uh, is just incredible. You know, teach a child when they're young and it, you know, will really hold them in, in good stead. 
even to the point I'm sure that uh, children, if they do get pocket money, I was always, I had a little bit of pocket money, but I had to earn my money from a young young age. I think the very first thing I tried to do actually was to try and get money from the tooth fairy for my my, my dad's dentures. I found them in the drawer. It's like, I thought, oh, I'm not going to make money. Didn't work anyway. That was my first business fail, entrepreneurial failure. But I think as children, when you create that entrepreneurial um, characteristics, if you will, or strengths to be, how can I make a little bit of money, even from a young child, that can grow, you know, as they're developing. And who knows, maybe you've got the next uh, entrepreneur that you are helping uh, strengthen through that book. So fantastic. And but before we go, may I just say a quick word of prayer for you? Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm doing for all of my guests. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Rachel today and just to learn some such important insights, Lord, about uh, being good stewards of resources and in this instance, uh, money. Father, we're building kingdom businesses and we're reminded that we must seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and uh, then, you know, everything else will be granted to us. And then when we are continuing to be blessed, Lord, hearing and just confirming that we need to be good stewards where is that money going to? Where are we investing it? And uh, are we doing that wisely? Father, we just want to uphold Rachel and her business and her resource that she's created for children, helping them to learn how to save money, how to earn money, and just be really good stewards for money. We pray that you'll continue to bless that uh, ministry and getting that word out of to, into the hands of as many uh, families as possible, and also for the work that she continues to do with clients in helping them put together solid structures to help them become good stewards of uh, the resources and finances that you can continue to bless them with. Father, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show. And again, you know, uh, sharing your message, even though it was quite a, uh, a very, very early or late I should say, time of the day for you, but a very important message for sure. And it's been an honor to have you on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I've enjoyed myself. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. Changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.